Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Hello and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm here with Jay and Tim. What's up, gentlemen? Kyle, better known as Space Cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's got some kick kick-ass glasses on today what's up with yeah. that Kyle <laughs> so if, if you're wondering both about the glasses and also the orangish hue of my face um I have not been tanning that is a reflection of my monitor which is currently in night mode oh, yeah. um and the, the glasses are also to reduce the blue light so makes so, eye, eye strain less bad just so we're talking straight here Kyle yep we can see the full reflection in those, so don't do anything bad on your computer, all right, buddy? <laughs> oh, yeah, I see. I see you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look right there, and the, yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. There's me. There's Tim. There's yep. Jay. Okay. There's there's the points changes right there in the other <laughs> in the other eyeball. Okay. All right. Let me just close Discord here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't need to see that. Um. All right. Uh. <clears throat> yeah so what's going um, on a lot right it has been we are currently recording on a wednesday which is a little unusual for us but uh jay was on vacation yep and of course we were also waiting on some rules articles and point changes from amg which we got so this is yeah we're gonna have a lot to talk about so we got two of the four articles is that the yeah math? we got we got the points and then we got two of the of the supposed four excuse me rules articles which listen i know we're all about hot takes here and that's what we do and that's what keeps them the monies in our pocketbooks but uh this whole like we're going to do two articles then two articles but then not release the rules until mid to late january is such a weird way and hard to like I don't know. Like we're going to have our hot takes, but for me, it's like, I've been half paying attention while I was on vacation going, well, I don't know what this means in context. I think that was my, my quote for Kyle on the, on the points uh, blog post that we did on our website, where it's just like, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, it seems like this yeah. seems like there's a bunch of stuff coming that we don't have context for. So uh, meh, seems good. <laughs> yeah. And I, I suspect even after the four articles are done, there's still going to be some stuff that, yeah surprises us when we get the full rules on the 16th um yeah i mean which... I, oh God, if they're like they're combining and rewriting everything right like yeah i think we really need to be careful to comb through it because if history says anything uh there's going to be mistakes in there just uh, anytime you at... take a hundred page document yeah. and yeah well also I'm looking at you, dark troopers. Yeah. <laughs> Coming out as special forces, but not really. Yeah. And then they changed. did they did fix that today. Yeah, yeah. Of course the they did. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, yeah. Not that great on their proofreading thus far. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. That's why I would I guess what I'm saying is this isn't a uh, a slant or, or or whatever, a diss on AMG. This is more of a caution for everyone else that if we see something in there that seems odd like maybe we ask and before we like react to just like if it seems out of place we go maybe that's a misprint let's let's ask about that yeah and there's something specifically that we will get to in the cover rules that yeah i think is maybe not but it's it's so wildly different from what we currently do that and it's not something that was mentioned in the article 
even though yeah. it's extremely different from what we currently do that yeah. i think it's worth highlighting um, well wasn't there well, something too and we'll get to it but there was something they left out and then they updated the article with an update on the cover rolls as well so yeah it was it was a strange uh, we'll get to it yeah it was more just that they screen capped something that they didn't discuss originally but right. it seems like it was always in the rules they just didn't show it to us and then people were like well what about this and then they were like oh i guess we need to include this other bit so yeah um yeah, I mean, I hey, listen, they're doing their job, right? We're going to be talking about Star Wars Legion for the next month and a half. You know, it's annoying, right. but it well, is what it is. And like like I said in our in the points article, the first of many articles that will also be on our site to talk about this stuff. Um, as a blog editor, I'm not one to complain about yeah, yeah, a bunch of article releases because we get to do an article for each of these two. So <laughs> um, click, click on those, please. Um, yeah and m clicks yeah and frankly as someone that is just from a player perspective as someone that is trying to figure out what i'm doing for lvo i would much rather have like some information now and then get the rest of it on the 16th than be totally in the dark until the 16th because at least now if we're getting like the big picture stuff um i can kind of apply that to my theory crafting and I might just hopefully have to make smaller adjustments on the 16th yeah. when they, we get the full set. It's It seems possible that, you know, the plan was always to release. Who knows if the plan was always to release the full text like a good month after these articles finished. Um, I don't know. That doesn't seem like it would be, but Maybe. who knows? It seems interesting knowing it, that LVO is a world qualifier and leading right into worlds to release rules to 10 days uh 10 days if it's the 16th or 17th that's 10 days before elfio <laughs> that seems yeah. uh that seems strange but you know hey whatever well i think it's better than like cuz that means that lvo will essentially be the test case yes for, for the worlds. rules yeah um and i'd much rather lvo be the test case than worlds be like the first major tournament with the new rules right so oh yeah but yeah. they're not going to change anything i mean unless something's really bad maybe they would but probably not but it will give the players and um equally as important probably the yeah. judges like a good feel for where yeah. the problem areas are going to be so all right well all right Wait, anyway where do we get going kyle yeah let's do it so essentially what we're going to do here we're going to very quickly highlight the changes yep. in the rules that they've previewed we will talk in detail about the points because those rule changes kind of inform the points in some ways. And then we will circle back and talk in more detail about the actual rules changes. So yep. All right. super short version. Uh, they are changing how cover and line of sight works. Um, the, there's essentially the TLDR, the short version of this is that they removed the center to center step from cover and uh, they made silhouettes reciprocal, line of sight reciprocal, which means you check line of sight from any part of the silhouette, not just this, you know, a specific point like above the center. Uh, and they're also adding silhouettes for every unit to include notched base units. So um, otherwise the part about checking whether stuff is obscured is the same. Uh, in practice, it just means that stuff is going to get cover a lot more often because it used to be that it had to be obscured and you had to have 
that center to center line cross terrain. Now it just has to be obscured and it doesn't matter how much it's obscured by. So you yep. could essentially have a unit that has like a toe behind a building and 98% of the unit is visible and it technically gets covered from that building. So um, we could talk about how we feel about that later, but that's, that's the upshot of effectively what they're doing is removing the center to center step center to center line step from cover and just going purely with the is the unit obscured yes or no okay um, we're not yeah. reacting now so right we're just I'll give quickly, you my reaction summarizing yeah so there buzz aldrin yeah um also they're changing how wound allocation works um it will never be as simple as no more scoping because you have to actually change the rule wound allocation rules to prevent scoping since that is a side effect of the wood allocation rules but that's the short version uh when a unit is targeted by an attack when you're assigning wounds you may assign wounds to units to models that the attacker cannot see um they also uh the thing that they added to the article which was a screen cap from the rules is that the wounds uh that you suffer are limited by the wounds threshold which is an important distinction which we'll get to of the visible models uh, in other words most of the time you won't be able to cause more wounds than you can see um, it gets kind of weird with multi-wound models that are wounded which we'll get to um, but that's the short version there will be some other edge cases where you can now corner peek with things that are not sniper teams <laughs> um, potentially so yeah, we'll get to all that when we get to actually hot taking these rules changes. The right. last major rules change, yep, Hit which of, of these I think is probably the most relevant for the points changes specifically, is that they are introducing passing. Oh, um, didn't we talk about this? Like, uh, we did. Well, um, yeah, I don't remember. What we did an we did an episode where we talked about whether we thought this was a good idea. Yeah, um, I have some opinions. Uh, <laughs> Actually, hear them soon. yeah, you'll hear them later. I, I won't spoil <laughs> it, um, but I think that you will be surprised by my opinions. Let's put it that way. I'm always surprised by your opinions. <clears throat> yeah, uh, but that does affect the fact that just without getting into the details of how this works, which the nuances of this, again, are very important, um, but it does impact uh, the points and specifically the faction balance because some factions have a harder time upping their activations. So. That's the short version of the rules changes. All right. All right. Shall we dive into points? Oh, I guess. Why not? All right. Um, <laughs> so we actually, we have an article on the site about the points, which you can check out, thefifthtrooper.com slash blog. Oh, nice. Uh, this one, we actually did kind of like a fantasy football article where we asked for reactions from all the staff on the various points changes so if you want to read that you can check out kind of like a snippet of a bunch of reactions from the fifth trooper staff on how this affects each faction uh but on this cast we're gonna just walk through them there's not even that many so i feel like we can kind of just list them and then talk about them i guess we can do let's do the neutral upgrades up front and then one faction at a time how does that sound sure. good Yep. All right. Neutral upgrades. Vigilance plus seven up to twelve. Burst of speed plus seven up to ten. Grappling hooks plus one 
up to two. Offensive push, plus two, up to six. Situational awareness, plus two, up to four. Tenacity, plus two, up to six. Up close and personal, plus three, up to eight. Yep. Um, yeah. Does Do you have any feelings specifically just on the neutral upgrades? Yeah. Uh, grappling hooks is surprising. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure like this is why. So I was on vacation and, they, you know, we did the thing where he's like, Kyle's like, oh, yeah, let's get everybody's quote. I'm like, well, no, this makes any sense. Yeah. I don't know. We're missing something. So, you know, um, yeah, that one seems surprising. Burst of speed seems excessive, but I mean, seven points. Uh, holy moly. I, I, maybe three. I think six, maybe six points or seven points would have been reasonable. Uh, putting it at 10, I think you effectively kill burst of speed for most people, uh, for most lists. I think there's a few, I mean, cause, cause what's going to happen is you're going to start questioning it now. Right. When it, when uh, against other force powers. And I think, you know, Vader probably would still use burst of speed, but, and maybe Pelp and Yoda, but like the, you know, the op Luke, you, uh, you might want something else in there in exchange for burst of speed, you know? Uh, so there's other options. I, that, that one, that one was a surprising increase. Um, vigilance. Uh, I think that was a lever that didn't need to be pulled that hard. Um, I think if you're going to fix pikes with the points, which, you know, we can talk about, um, you didn't have to go as hard into vigilance, <laughs> but you know, uh, uh, of all the dodge spam units, pikes are the least dependent on vigilance. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, we can get to that when I, we get to the factions. But I, I, with vigilance, I was also surprised. Like they did plus seven to make it twelve. It's like, why didn't you just make it ten? Like it's it's a weird number. Yeah, it's a weird. Number. Yeah. It's like it's it's at the end of the day, it's like they wanted to make it plus seven, whatever. But it is that twelve points just seems a little little odd. But uh, yeah, the sorry, real quick, and then Tim, you can go ahead. The other one that was really shocked. The other one, all the other ones, I was like, okay. Uh, but the the one that was really weird to me was the up close and personal. Like it was like, well, what? I haven't seen anything that would make me go, hey, I gotta add three points to that. Like, uh, I mean, you know, I don't know. Uh, yeah, the, uh, yeah. I mean, from what I've seen, it's like dodge, like spamming took a hit, and like melee units for some reason took a hit, even though I don't think you've seen yeah. a ton of them recently. Um, and then the up close and personal, the like, I was I was really surprised at that because really the units that like make the best use of it are really units that um, aren't doing the best right now. Yeah. Um, probably the best sort of most meta unit that uses up close and personal really well would be Han. Um, but like Sabine loves up close. Um, like Rebel Boba, Grievous. Um, I mean Rebel Boba still like is just coming out now so has yet to see how much of an impact he'll make but uh it's it, it seems like a weird change um it's it's not a super common training upgrade no the situational awareness offensive push and tenacity those are all common training upgrades so if you're kind of just narrowly looking at it like yeah. this upgrade is taken a lot and it needs to go up i can i can see the case for those um i feel like <clears throat> I don't know. The training slot is weird because the upgrades are also situational and unique and none of them are really similar to each other. So tenacity is a great example, but tenacity is like the only 
hit things harder in melee training upgrade. So if you've got a melee unit, you take tenacity. Like yeah. Yeah. this, this is, you know, it was a super common upgrade, but it's also the only upgrade that does anything remotely like what it does, which is yeah. make things hit harder in melee. So this is essentially like a plus two point tax on melee units. Yep. Um, offensive push, I feel like was probably pretty fairly costed at four. It was definitely a common upgrade, but now I think you just take Hunter where you were taking offensive push before. Yeah. Well, you, you um, take Hunter or the units that have a comms upgrade, you just take uh, transponder. Uh, transponders. Yeah. yeah. Um, and situational awareness, this is a straight hit to rebels. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like just rebels because nobody else was taking it. Pikes have it built in. Um, yeah. It's at a, if there's a theme for me to these points upgrades, because some of the units most affected by, like this one, for example, situational awareness are Jin, Sabine, and like Leia and rebel mandos and none of those units are meta or really very good right now yeah. arguably sabine but cassian a little bit like yeah, not really though i guess but i don't know it was nice to have some dodges on cassian you know but, yeah yeah right but i guess my point is clearly they're hitting this for like the rebel triple dot captain thing yeah which I, I think is kind of defensible if you're hitting dodge spam is like a broad theme of this um but what's missing is like you know sort of the second order effect of well this makes these units that were already bad worse so maybe we should offset their cost by this you know like if you're going to make situational awareness plus two and that's an upgrade that rebel mandos take and they're bad you know you could at least make like rebel mandos minus two right yeah. um but anyway you, yeah or you could like increase the captain Right, that would effectively right. specifically just yeah. increase the captain without increasing situational. Right. Risk. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I get the, I get the intent here. It's an, it's you know curbing dodge spam is a, is a noble, a noble cause, a worthy <laughs> cause. I think. Agreed. Um, so. Uh... But it was like, <laughs> part of it, part of it almost feels like, oh, um, what gives out a dodge? Yeah, let's just increase all those points. You know what I mean? Like like up close and personal. Like that just seems because it's a dodge on it that that's why they increased it. I don't understand the reason other than that. Yeah, I think it's not like we've seen that take over the meta and like we're really struggling now with with up close and personal, you know? Yeah, I think what this doesn't do is essentially parse the nuanced differences between the different. There's essentially three different kinds of dodge builds, right? There's rebel dodge builds, which... Uh, rely on captains with DLTs and situational yeah. awareness and two copies of vigilance so they can use nimble. There's um, Republic dodge builds, which essentially just r- rely on Padme and a copy of vigilance, <clears throat> usually with pikes, but also with clones like sharing dodges. Um, and then there are pike dodge builds, which the best ones have one or sometimes. Well, it's never zero, because if you have Molly, you have one copy of Vigilance. But it's essentially like one copy of Vigilance for those Pike dodge builds, and then you're just relying on independent for most of your dodges. Um, and of course, they don't have situational awareness because they have outmaneuver printed on their cards. So none of these neutral upgrade hits really affect Pikes that much. And I think that's that was probably already the most 
powerful of those yeah. three dodge builds. Um, and I think that's still the case even after these changes. So, but I get where they were coming from. Like I said, noble cause nerf dodge spam. I think maybe they just didn't quite get hit in a way that leaves them yeah. on even footing after this. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we want to just do Shadow Collective first since yeah. we're kind of already talking about it? Seems good. Uh, Pike Capo Commander plus three up to 48. Pike Syndicate Foot Soldiers plus four up to 44. Pike Capo Personnel plus two to 18. Black Sun Vigo Personnel plus two to 20. Yep. Sure. Yeah, these all seem good. Yeah, I mean... Good and necessary. I, I might have even gone a little bit further. Yeah. Um, especially considering the past mechanic. Yeah. Because really all you're doing with these points increases with Shadow Collective is you're either like cutting a capo upgrade or a heavy upgrade or two, or you're just dropping the activation down to nine. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think now you're just dropping your activation off down to nine. You can still take five beefy pikes, which is the capo plus the disruptor. You can take five of those. You can take three capo commanders uh, with the inspire command upgrade. The name is escaping me. Um, and improvised orders, and you can take Maul with all of the upgrades that he normally wants, including Vigilance, and it comes out to exactly 800 points, and that's nine activations. So you can still take Maul, three Capos, and five beefy Pikes, and now being at nine activations is really not that bad. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, think, I think that's the dodge build that survives these point changes. Yep. <laughs> And it's probably the one that also needed to be nerfed the most. So I don't know yeah, if these really went far enough, but it's strange. Yeah, it's it's strange. The increases were definitely necessary. Yep. Uh, so props to them for like doing that, even though you know these units, there were people being like, "Well, they only came out in June." You know, it's depending on when they <laughs> did these. That's not long enough. And clearly, like they were paying attention and they saw that Dodge Fam needed to get hit. And they did that. So yeah. Yep. Should we talk about rebels since we're talking about dodge spam? <laughs> yeah, the extensive rebel changes. Sure. Uh, none. None. <laughs> Literally none. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> this is this is. Yeah. If there's like a downside, the I think most of these points changes are positive. All the changes that were made, I think, are good and necessary. It's just more like the changes that were not made. Yeah. Um, that's the biggest gaping hole in here, and the fact that's, that there were yeah, there were like no decreases that rebels got to kind of offset the fact that they're like the, basically unusable. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. Um, I would take that guy. Uh, I think I actually think Han builds specifically. There's there's there is one rules change uh, that is huge for rebels and specifically for han and that's um basically when they get rid of scoping uh the upshot of that is you can have you know stick your unit leader or one model out in a line of sight um and if your opponent shoots that unit they can only kill they can only do one wound at a time so use reckless diversion on that unit <laughs> Uh, and if it's you know if it's a yeah. five or six man rebel trooper unit, they have to shoot that unit five or six times before 
that's that's fair yeah. <laughs> for eliminating it um so yeah it's an interesting buff to reckless diversion uh yeah that's 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 all fair it's just like i don't know it seems Rebels. like there was some stuff in rebels that could have gone down in points you know rebels rebels got myrtleized <laughs> To use the the uh, dark trooper parlance by yeah. this by the neutral upgrade increases. Yep. The 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 average the I, I shouldn't say average the minimum rebel dodge span build, which is um, two commanders with vigilance and then four of the uh, captain DLTs, went up by uh, twenty two points. Mm. And that's like without the, the, you know, if you're including Luke in there, that's another seven for burst of speed, probably. Yeah. And maybe another two for tenacity. Um, so those builds also relied extremely heavily on snipers, which I think are a big loser of some of these rules changes. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, listen, I, I feel, yeah, and we'll get back to it, but I mean, I think, you know they did what they were supposed to do uh yeah. for the most part like you know i was looking at my cassian k2 list which was a 12 activation list and i think i was at oh yeah i was at 788 with the pikes and all this stuff and then with the new rules changes it went over 800 right so i was like okay yeah. well that's good you know they did what they were supposed to do there yeah so that's a positive yeah like i said all the changes that were made were necessary and good yeah it's just i feel like there's a lot of second order there's there's some second order effects is kind of the wrong word there's there's a lot of collateral damage here yeah. that was like not mitigated in the follow-through basically the uh my the list i was playing in invader went up 40 points because <laughs> <laughs> I, I had tenacity i had up close and personal i had pikes i had vigilances yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's a lot now all this said, they have said that they're like not married to the yearly schedule for points changes. Okay. So the optimist in me wants to be like, well, they probably understand that there's going to be some collateral damage here. You know, maybe maybe they're <laughs> yeah. going to wait three months to see how this shakes out, and then then we'll get those rebel cuts uh, to offset these increases to the competitive rebel builds. Yeah, but. I mean it's uh, yeah, I, and you're right, right? Because it's like. I understand wanting to hit dodge spam and hey, you did it. Good job. Right. But when you did that, you were you you used more of a broader brush when a finer one would have done. And I think, you know, just increasing captains would have done the job. And you know, you know when you, you when you go to generic points increase uh, points increases on generic cards, you're hitting everything. Like, and I think that's not always thought about right you just you're just seeing oh who's using it now but you know that it's going to disrupt potential lists in the future uh, on a unintended consequences <clears throat> right yeah all right uh separatists or empire let's do empire i guess let's do empire mortars yeah. went up two yep two to forty yep <laughs> and death trooper dlt 19 went d went down four okay um, I think the mortar thing makes sense now with the with the pass mechanic. Like at first I was like, why? And now it's like, oh yeah, no, you know, with fire support and stuff in the pass mechanic. Yeah, that, that makes that makes sense. Uh the Death Trooper DLT 19D down 40. Good. Yeah, needed to go down. 
I mean, so did Death Troopers, but all right, the 19D, sure. Yeah, I think the Empire changes here are the funniest to me. Um, <laughs> oh. Particularly that DLT decrease, because that really stands out as like, like there are so many obviously bad units, you know, ATRTs. Um, IRG. Both versions of Mandos. Uh, I don't know if I would agree with IRG. Um, Is anyone playing but, them? Oh, I, no. play them, I play them with Palp. Okay. One um, one one commander you bring IRG with almost every have you ever seen IRG? No, you haven't. Anyway, Droidicas. You're a liar. Um <laughs> General Grievous. You know, yeah, like yeah. like there are so many just objectively bad units. Uh and for some reason, you know, like there's there's only outside of Republic, this is the only points decrease in this entire points update. And Republic clearly has to do with like a broad brush theme, like you were talking about with those broad brush themes. Yeah. So like of all the bad units, and I don't even think Death Troopers are that bad, but of all like the underused units to pick to decrease, like why did they pick Death Troopers? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, and why sure, okay. Uh I hear you. Yeah, I do. But really a few points wasn't the real problem with death troopers. Like I think the unit needed to come down a couple points too, and the well, DLT to make them relevant. I think that's debatable. I think they're fine. I think you're. But wrong. even even if you think they're bad, it's like well, why of all the you know I right, could probably yeah. list like ten really bad units that just don't see any play in Legion. Of all those units, why just why did they just pick up? Well, maybe okay. All right, conspiracy hat. Okay. Listening. maybe to match up with some of the stuff that's going on with the tv shows and having death troopers be a little bit more prevalent in the game is good for lucasfilm marketing just a little little thought i don't think it I, it's just a conspiracy i have i don't think that's real but i just made that up just now pretty good though huh because yeah. then they have some in uh in uh andor they were in andor yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i don't know i also feel like dust troopers have a very loyal player base that i've been i'm listen, talking I'm about them for a long time I'm i think it. i As think kyle's maybe, right it makes no sense i'm just stretching i'm just well, trying to figure out a reason i think tim's reason might be a little bit closer to the truth is that this is like a fanboy change basically <laughs> 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 like you know, there's a lot there, of people who love Death Troopers. Yeah, and, there's and, there's not a lot of like people in the Jin corner. Don't get me wrong, Jin is great, but there's there's a lot of like Empire stands out there that are clamoring about Death Troopers. Sure, sure. I don't know. I I think it's I think it's fine. I think it's needed. It's just like this this stands out to me as like the of all the necessary de- like Droidicas. Like what? <laughs> Literally nobody runs Droidicas ever. Um. So here's a weird thing I just thought about. So we were talking about how it made sense, you know, to to for the like I said, oh hey yeah, that makes sense to increase the uh, whatever uh, the uh, mortars, right? But the MKs didn't get increased. They were a little less common than mortars already. Sure, a little bit, not a lot of it. Yeah, but... sh- sure. Yeah. Same idea though. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's something else we haven't seen. Who knows? That absolutely could be the truth. Um yeah, notably not on the Sun Pirate list. Anything on Blizzard Forces roster. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> so bad. It's so bad. The uh, I mean, my quote for the uh, staff quotes was, I'm Canadian. I can smell a blizzard of brewing and there's a blizzard brewing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, so far, based on what we've seen, Blizzard Force has been essentially untouched. And even I think Blizzard Force actually got some buffs from the rules changes that we've seen so far. Um, in multiple ways uh so yeah I, it could be that there's like some kind of structural about you know maybe to change the hru cost they're gonna just do an edit to the blizzard force battle force pdf instead of putting it in their points change document i i don't know um you know there could be another shooter drop here but it is a very uh elephant in the room sized hole in these <laughs> points changes yeah in my opinion um, yep. All right. Separatists? Sure. Yeah. Uh, DSD Ion plus 15 to 25. <laughs> RPS MagnaGuard plus 6. Yep. Both good. Yeah. These yeah. are fine. <clears throat> I mean, you're kind of relegating the Ion to like super niche straight up anti armor builds, but I think that's kind of where it belongs. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was it's, really hurting internal systems. The ion, the, yeah, the ion is, um, as with ion in the rest of the game we've seen, it's like either too good or not good. Yeah. That's sort of where ion exists, just because of the keyword. And it being on the probably not as good side is better than the too good side. Yep, agree. Like it's it's definitely within the points range where you could easily see a list that has one even two, with like a special like a with a idea in mind about how to use them. Yep. And also, if dodge spam starts like or goes away mostly with the recent changes, then like range four CIS gun lines become a thing again. Yep. Yep. Get those E5s's back out and ion spiders. But the effect like the the two units that have got hit here were sort of two key components of that range four gun line, which seems yeah correct. Yeah, yeah, these are great. They both seem great and per and exactly what was needed. Yep, one hundred percent. Yep. Um, no don't disagree decrease. with that at all. I mean, uh, I don't know. You're gonna have to decrease those things to like five for anybody. Yeah, that's them. a structural issue. I know. It's just. They're a unit that is, that is just straight up super bad right now. Um, right now? Uh, I mean, since their inception. <laughs> I think they were fine in the core set, and that was it. <laughs> well, when you could only play the other units in the core set. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Republic, <laughs> last but not least. Hey, fine. You know, I think this is what we were waiting for, right? Like, I think they needed love. Um, I think they got some here, which is, which is exactly right you know i think a good uh we can go through them but a good points decrease across the board seems good yeah yeah arc full team minus six arc strike minus three <clears throat> phase two is minus two yep dc 15 phase one minus two dp 23 that's the shotgun in case you forgot about it uh phase one minus two <laughs> um phase one z6 minus one sure Clone Comstack minus one, clone engineer minus four, clone medic minus five. Okay. Yeah. I mean the, uh, it seems targeted towards 501st, but yeah. 
I mean, the uh, the sort of the key changes that I like, it sort of cross down across the board, but things that sort of really draw my eye are the minus three and the strike teams, bringing strike teams back into usable, probably. Um, also, especially like if dodge spam starts going down a little bit, then arcs aren't affected as much by that. Also, the engineer and the medic being 14 and 15, respectively, especially the medic, like he's only two points yeah, more that's than a super interesting body. now at 15. Yeah. It's and especially with the pass mechanic, meaning that Republic doesn't need to feel the need to get like sort of push for axe quite as much anymore. Um, I could easily see like a medic or even two in some lists, especially with like Yoda or Anakin or whatever. Yeah. But even in like a clone centric list, if you just sort of take a couple like pretty heavy units that have a medic in them and then just go like, well, these are like seven health squads basically instead of six um, or instead of five, <laughs> then yeah. Adding two health for 15 points to clone squads sounds like a pretty good deal. Yeah. I do think it's important to look at the context of the neutral upgrades here on Republic because the really only competitive Republic lists before this change included generally at least one copy of Vigilance, um, two pikes and a capo, like at minimum. So that is a net increase of seven for Vigilance Two pikes is another, usually the beefy pike. So that's another twelve for nineteen, and then the capo is plus three. So that's like, that's like plus twenty-two to kind of like the, you know, what is what it was currently being fielded as competitive <clears throat> republic lists. Yeah. Um, and these changes don't really offset that that much. Uh, they definitely make like pure clone lists better, but pure clone lists were like really bad. <laughs> <laughs> um so i'm not i'm not sure this is it the, the past thing is really important for the context here because on their own these changes look extremely conservative um that said uh and maybe we can just segue into the past thing okay. you want to just segue into the past thing yeah, yeah. because the, the how the past mechanic thing is worded has some really important implications for fire support specifically uh like it's it's more than just um you know republic often fielded nine activations and nine activations is not as bad as it used to be fire support also got a, essentially an explicit buff with with how this pass mechanic is worded and of course republic does the best fire supports so should we do it Let's just, yeah just get into it all right do it this is how we do it. So, <laughs> as most people, most of our listeners know, uh, we talked about it on the past episode. I've talked about it in numerous other contexts. Um, I was pretty against a pass mechanic. Yep. When uh, this article got linked in the Discord and I saw the title, I had one of those feelings like, like when somebody calls you on the phone. And they're like, I need to tell you something. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're like, oh, shit. We, what we is, need what to is talk. this going to be? Yeah, we need to talk. <laughs> you know, you get that feeling like in your in your chest where you're like, oh, God. <laughs> um, I saw this, you know, past mechanic on the tail end of this URL, and I, was, I had that same feeling. And then I read the rule, and I was like, you know what? 
I kind of like this. Or at least I don't hate it, you know? Like, I, I don't know how necessary it is, but, like, if you're going to introduce a pass mechanic, I actually really like how they did it. Yep. Um, they yeah. could have just, like, photocopied the M- MCP pass mechanic, which I think would have been terrible for Legion. Bad. Yep. Uh, and yep. they didn't. They made something that seems to be very specifically tailored for Legion in a way that I think is actually interesting. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, should we read the actual text? Sure. Go okay. Ahead, Kyle. I- <laughs> You know me, Jay. I like I like the the itty, the nitty gritty nuances. Yeah, uh, yeah I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's the whole paragraph about basically what happens when it's your turn. You either do a face up order, or you pull a token from the bag. That is all the same. Everything else after this is new. So alternatively, instead of drawing a token or doing a face up, the player may be able to pass. The player may pass if they have fewer remaining orders than their opponent. To see how many remaining orders a player has, add together the number of face-up order tokens their army has on the battlefield, in that player's order pool, and on their command cards. When a player chooses to pass, they do not activate a unit and their turn ends. A player can only pass once per round. Yeah, so I think, you know, the reason they have that paragraph in the beginning is because it's basically saying, hey, if you have dead units, but they're still in your bag, like, those count as orders yep. towards towards the passing mechanic right and i think that's that's important to understand that though technically they're gone if they're in your bag still you, you know you're gonna have to draw to get them out before you can get to your pass so potentially there, there's an important nuance there too specifically with dead units yeah. it has never come up before so nobody ever does this but it will now be important when a unit dies and it has a face-up order token you leave the token on the table yeah you don't actually put the token back or remove the token from the game until the end phase. Um, right. Yep. So, uh, and that is, it's a specific, I'll just read it. When a unit is defeated, its order token is removed from the game, either when an order token is drawn from the pool that does not match the rank of any unactivated unit on the battlefield or in the end phase. So, um, yeah, whether it's face-up or not, if you kill a unit during the turn, yeah. uh, that order token for most of the turn, um, if it's face up for all of the turn, it's going to essentially count against someone's order total. Um, if it's in the bag, then they're only going to be able to pass after they draw that token, like a turn later, because they're going to have to draw the token, you know, and then draw something else, activate that, and then after yep. that, pass. So, um, yeah. Uh, I, there's two things I really like about this. Yep. The first is you can only do it once per round. Yeah. Um, so you're still kind of preserving the incentive to eliminate activations. Um, and the second is just based on how this worded, it's not straight up like a full... This is more like half of a pass, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, and let me give an example. Suppose that um, you have nine activations and your opponent has ten. if your opponent goes first uh, they're going to do their first activation and then it's going to be your turn to you know pull a token or potentially check for passing but they've done one activation they've got a face down order so you have nine units that you have not activated and they have nine units that they have not activated yeah so you're not going to be able to pass right um if they go uh second 
you go first, you've got nine, you go down to eight. Um, you know, they go first, they've got 10, they go down to nine. Now you can pass. Right. But so essentially what it does is like, if they, if you're down an activation and your opponent goes first, there's essentially no difference. The pass mechanic does nothing, um, which I think is fine. Uh, if you are down an activation and you go first, essentially what it does is it, your opponent still gets to go last, but it prevents them from going last twice after you're done. So it's not just like a straight up, I have nine activations, you have 10, I get to pass. It's a, you know, I can't get double lasted, if that makes sense in that yep. situation. The, the player that has 10 activations still always gets to go last. They just don't get to do it twice in a row. The, the not being able to switch who goes last is a very important like aspect of this because um, the like the MCP version of this doesn't allow that but like the Armada version of that allows that uh -huh. you have a certain amount of passes that you can use any time in the game but it could switch who goes last in the turn hmm. so I think they've actually taken like the best of both worlds where you limit the number of passes and also make sure that you can't like switch who's going last with the pass. Um, and that combined together makes what well, looks like a pretty good rule. Yeah, uh, overall, I like it. And like, I think, you know, even Kyle in your situation that you gave, like one of the nice things that sometimes comes up is like a round one standing orders, right? And you end up g getting a roll off and you win the roll off and you're down nine and you're like, I really didn't want to go first. And you yep. can just be like, oh, okay, I'm going to pass, you know? And then, <laughs> so like, yep. that's, that's really nice. Um, I like that. I like the wording around on their command card because that kind of that's Krennic's card right probably specifically that they're calling out there and maybe others that I'm not thinking of um which is good because that helps add up you know because you could that could have been a way that an empire player could have like hid order tokens or something you know so that you couldn't pass but so yeah no I overall all net positive I think on this yeah, I, I do think they need to work on their syntax a little bit here, because just the way that it reads, uh, they say the number of face-up order tokens their army has on the battlefield in that player's order pool and on their command cards. Um, the whole face-up order token thing reads like it applies to all three of those things when the the only one of those where you could possibly have a face-up order token is on the battlefield. Oh, um, I guess. Yeah, so I, there should be like, I don't know. That just needs to be worded yeah. slightly differently. Right. Or yeah, just adding like tokens in that player's order pool and right. tokens on their command cards. Yeah, yeah exactly. That would have fixed it. Right. Yeah. The intent here is pretty clear. Uh, just because right. you don't have slightly face up order tokens on any of those other things. But yes, correct. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah. I mean, I never thought I'd say this about a pass mechanic, but I like it. Yeah. yeah. Good good job, AMG. Slow clap. Well, it was, yeah. I mean, because, you know, when we were talking about this, we had brought up, like, I had brought up Kill Team. Like, they've got a really good mechanic for Kill Team. Right. And we were trying to, like, figure out what would be the one. But I, yeah, I'm really impressed that they, they, they came up with something that I, I think is, is pretty great. Yeah. It's, it's enough. It's like enough to advantage, but not enough disadvantage if that makes any sense for the player who's up on on orders it's not truly disadvantage to them and it's but it's enough an advantage if you want to play like an eight or nine activation list you know that you feel like you have some like um you know you have some leeway in the game to make some decisions so that's it's good it's good it's great, great yeah list. It, 
Yeah. It makes you feel feel less bad about running a low activation list while not yep. eliminating the activation advantage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we should talk real quick about how fire support interacts with this. Yep. Um, yep. So when you fire support with a unit, you then flip that unit's token face down, which means that uh, you know you've only you've only taken one activation. But you now have two face down order tokens. Right. <clears throat> so you can essentially fire support to like increase your chance of being able to pass. Uh, an example of this would be suppose you each have 10 activations. You go first, you fire support. Uh, you now have eight activations remaining. Your opponent has 10, they go second. They now have nine activations remaining, and you have eight. You can now pass. Yeah even though you both still have 10 activations on the table, and even though you both started the turn with 10 activations and nothing has died. Um, well, so it, to, yeah, it, I, I like it, though, because for, for someone who's used fire support before, like sometimes if it doesn't do what you intended or like you blank out or something, you're like, oh, for God's sakes, I just wasted all. You know, yeah. you know. Uh, so yeah, it's good. It, it essentially like eliminates the tempo disadvantage that you get from fire sporting yeah yep. which i think is fine personally yeah. that doesn't feel like that's gaming the system it feels like it's kind of a built-in thing for this so agreed all right should we talk about the cover stuff i guess <laughs> <laughs> i am not nearly as positive about this stuff yep um Okay, so to re recap, line of sight is now reciprocal, uh, which means that you check from any part of a silhouette to any part of your target silhouette. Uh, everything has silhouettes now, including vehicles and notch-based trooper units. Yep. Um, the, there is no more center-to-center -center line. So let's hit that first, and then we can separately talk about wound allocation. Thoughts, thoughts purely on the cover and line of sight changes. I'm going to miss my land laser. I'm, I hated that part of the game anyways, so I'm fine <laughs> with it. But shooting lasers on the table is so much fun. Like, I listen, Kyle knows this. I've played Kyle. Nothing has annoyed me more than when we do that. So, like, I get so annoyed. Because so, I'm always catching your units out of cover doing it. <laughs> yeah, but like in ridiculous ways. And so I hated it. I hated it so much. And so I'm fine, right? I'm, I I think it speeds it up a little bit more, right? Because you're not like, I mean, John and I had a bunch of like cover, like line of sight questions at PAX. Like, I think we called the judge over like five times during our games because it was just like, okay, here's the center line. Here's his center. Did it go through this piece of terrain? You know, and it's just like, dude, if we, it just, let's just move this game along. Like, so I, I'm, on the opposite side of Kyle on this, I think it's good. Speeds the game uh, up, makes things better for faster play. I like it. One thing that is in, it definitely that have to be thought about is like what makes or what 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 type of train everything is will be yeah. a little bit different, right? Like what is, like traditionally like a boxy building is like well this is LOS blocking, but you can't really get cover off of it. Right. If you're if you're stepping out to shoot, you're stepping out in the open, more or less. Yeah. Whereas now you're gonna be able to stand behind like a building will be able to be 
like LOS blocking and cover. I'll um, have the Congo line. I'll have the Congo line. And also like the like how things are shaped on their edges. Um, like a lot of train makers, including me, like uh, when I was making a train for our store, like incorporated the old rules and how like the physical shape of the train. And in the future that might have to change a little bit just to like as an, as the new rules develop and how we sort of get used to how they work with train and stuff. I don't think it'll be too big a deal, but it is something to consider and like when you're building your boards, what train goes where might have to be a little bit like thought differently of a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Bye, Kyle. Sorry, I'm grabbing a prop. Kyle, <laughs> um, I don't know. It's, it's just like, because I know like our, we have like for our store, I made a like a Tatooine table, right? Yeah. And the suddenly if all those buildings become heavy cover as well as line of sight blocking now there's going to be way more cover like like basically there'll be very rare for that whole table to have an open shot ever because yeah. you just get a bunch of cover whereas it used to be like i designed it so that it would be like oh there's a bunch of los blocking but not a lot of like cover so if you're stepping out to shoot you're stepping out to shoot so yep. things like that will just have to be a little bit rethought which isn't like good or bad it's just like something to think about for people who are setting up train or making train or whatever. So I like the reciprocal line of sight on the silhouettes. I think that's fine. Um, I'm a little bit uncertain about how this is going to affect vehicles and notch-based trooper minutes, <laughs> minis. I feel like with models that are that big, <clears throat> this could actually add time and not take away from it. Um, particularly because at least as it is written, you do the entire step, including picking a point to draw a line of sight from separately for each mini, which means that you could have situations with like big vehicles where, you know, one mini is in the open from one spot on your giant AAT silhouette, but not another. And then the second mini is in the open from a completely different spot, but not the first spot you looked. But because you repeat, at least as written, you repeat the process, the entire process for each mini, you could get a situation where you're like looking for, from different spots for the same shot. Um, some, somebody on the Discord, I won't take credit for this, this was Hob, did like a drawing where uh, it was a barricade with three minis behind it. And like two of them were sort of on the sides. Um, and they, they would have all had cover from like straight on. But uh, you take an AA5 and you basically drift park it up to the up towards the barricade so it's sideways and then if you look from like one side of the AA5 you get the right side model out of cover and if you look from the other side of the AA5 you get the left side model out of cover so it's a no cover shot even though all three minis are behind the barricade um, so it's possible there's going to be weird stuff like that <clears throat> with the silhouettes Yeah. Um, I think generally the silhouettes are I don't know. We'll see how it ends up being on vehicles. I think the reciprocal line of sight on trooper silhouettes is fine. <clears throat> the line laser thing. I know that you hate the line laser, Jay. Um, I do. I hate it. I hate that. Uh, I hate that this is now cover. Um, when before Kyle it was not, is holding. I'm, I'm holding up next to a barricade. Yeah, he's got a basically a millimeter of his base is behind the barricade, and the rest of him is visible. Um, this is now cover when it was not before. Good. Um, 
it, there's here's my thing. Okay. Kyle, Tim, you guys are very precise players <laughs> and that's great. And I appreciate that about you guys, but I also effing hate it about <laughs> you guys like so much. And so um, I'm fine with this because it's just like, yeah, cover. Okay. Move on. Now like, it's just everything has cover basically. Yeah. Great. Or it doesn't like, I mean, it makes it faster, most, simpler. It's, it's fine. But mostly it does because <laughs> the space that you can get cover is like significantly wider from one piece it, of terrain. Like and I, angles. As, as with what I was saying about buildings too, it's like a barricade now, instead of being able to provide cover for like two or three minis, maybe four, you can now get like, seven or eight cover behind a barricade okay um which like it's 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 like it's that's a like not a good or a bad thing that's just like a statement right and the the good or bad will come from like if like i I just worry that like especially like i'll set up a table how i usually set it up and it'll have way more like cover than i intended to have just because i'm used to it which is i'm an old dinosaur apparently i'll have to get used to it but um yeah granddad you will it's just looking at a table there's going to be like looking from old rules to new rules are going to be way more cover than you'd expect i think so okay yes so here's here's what i would say though i think depending on if they change the amount of terrain per table like in the book they say 25 percent to what 35 percent of the table should be terrain we've never really listened to that and we've all gone to 40 to 45 percent on most tables right any in the past, any good table where we're like, that's a great table. It's like 45, 40 it's, to 45% terrain. It's not 45. It's more like 30. No, you're wrong, Kyle. I, All right. I, I think the range is <laughs> I, I think the range is up more like 33 to like 45 instead of 25 to 35. Yeah. I like a lot of tournaments, right? Like it's the, the bell curve is pushed over. Yeah. to the right instead of being on the where they defined. And so I yeah, think that's, now that's could, definitely true. Yeah, now you could go back. I think you you would go back towards what the you know I don't know if they're going to change this in the book, but you know if they keep it to twenty five to thirty five percent or whatever it was like that. Okay, yeah, now that makes more sense. You know. Yeah, my my summary of this, I think, and I'm sure this is what they're going for. <clears throat> I think this will be um, easier and faster for casual games. And I think that it will take longer for competitive games. Yeah. And I think the reason for that is uh, because competitive games inherently use more precision, which is yep. personally what I like about Legion is that it was built for that. Um, but the the line laser was like, it was quick, it was simple, it was objective, and it didn't require you to bend over or have your opponent check anything on your side of the table. Um, now that it's just line of sight, like you're going to have to bend over the table uh, and oh, you might wow. even have to call your opponent to come bend over the table. There's, there's just, there's going to be a lot more bending, and I maybe this anyways. is like, right? But you didn't have to because you could just use the line laser ninety percent. But of I'm the not time. a nerd like you, Kyle. <laughs> I just did it. All right. I think um, really the big winners here are the dobacks. <laughs> well, yeah, their silhouette is like way smaller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No more um, shooting my tail, you dummies. <laughs> yeah. Um, and speeder bikes. Yeah. Interestingly, yeah. Um, get a lot more cover. Yeah, I just I feel like I feel like the laser thing was since like technically it was two steps, right? But if either of those steps fail, yeah. they don't get cover. So you could kind of just intuitively like do whichever step was most likely to fail 
and skip the other one. Yeah. And most like 90% of the time that was the center to center line. So you could do most cover checks without bending and just either use a range rule or a line laser, just do center to center line. And you're like, you're done. That's the only thing you need to do. Um, now you got to bend over. You might have to have your opponent bend over. Uh, I'm look, one of the reasons that I loved Legion coming from 40 K was specifically because of that, like center to center line dance. The fact that positioning mattered so much, the fact that like specific angles and lanes and flanking mattered so much. Now I feel like it's kind of watering down that uh, strategy a little bit and that precision by just being like most of the time everything's just going to be in cover. Unless you have just completely flanked something. Um, I don't know. I think that's boring. I'm not sure that it's actually going to save time, at least not at the competitive level. Um, but like I know like looking from minis to, like mini to mini, having at least one point that was solid helps be like right like when you're trying to look between two points or measure between two points if both of them are floating right if you can both of them are adjustable then it takes way longer than if you have one solid point going to a floating point yeah or even a solid point to a solid point which is what the center to center was well yeah i mean like that was the solid point solid point but like when you're looking in like assuming it goes center to center then looking for obscurity like now you're gonna have to check like especially at like a better level from like all points of a silhouette to all points of a silhouette so you're checking two planes against each other, whereas before it was a point to a plane, which... Okay, takes... okay. <laughs> I hear what you guys are saying. <laughs> but I feel like this is more of a TTS problem than it is a real-life problem. Oh, I think it's going to be way easier on TTS because yeah. TTS, you can use your hovering drone uh, <laughs> point of view to not have to bend over for starters but you can also just click a little button and those silhouettes come up with 100 precision yeah I mean, on the table the you got to put the little plastic silhouette behind the dude you got to put your own little plastic silhouette behind the dude because you can check from any point on it for vehicles you have to actually do like an abstraction where you probably put like a range ruler or a barricade like next to the vehicle's base and then put like another one up on top of the vehicle to see where the the corner point is like that, this sounds like a pain in the ass <laughs> um the the other thing that caught my eye in the article too is and that i'm going from memory correct me if i'm wrong but it said that silhouettes are now cylinders over the bases instead of being behind it which does like for 95 to 99 percent of cases won't matter but like when you're shooting from like up higher down low like the like little thing behind the guy is actually not going to be quite correct like you're going to have to abstract that cylinder yeah um, because where the edge is, like the, where the back corners are, like if you have a flat plane behind a mini, those back corners, if you're looking from above, extend out farther than they should. So that could get some weird nuances that will be weird. <laughs> it's going to, it's going to get weird. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing, um, and I don't know, maybe this was just for the article. Uh, but the thing that didn't make any sense to me is it's like they took the silhouettes from before with the little notch in the top and they were like oh that's for the base now but they still had it standing up so the notch was at the top of the silhouette if it's for the base it would be reverse right so i it, i was confused by that like why do we need a notch yeah like, i don't know it's just a it's just a silhouette you just put a a, a thing behind it you know, but yeah, you're right. The cylinder part is the tough part, right? Because how do you even? Uh, you have to do a little bit of 
thinking and like yeah. imagination right <laughs> yeah which is never um, good when you're talking about yeah trying to come up with some an objective process to evaluate something yeah the uh i also think like all my silhouettes that i use right now are all like like opaque like they're just like 3d printed ones what uh, now well i was gonna say i i'm gonna use our own fifth trooper ones yay plug get those, those are those are 3d printed right yeah. No, no they're, they're laser cut. Oh, those are laser cut. Yeah. But the, my point being that, like, having Same a clear, thing having a clear silhouette might be important now because you actually need to. Yep. Be, it's like I gotta look through this whole thing. Yeah. Like, you can't just look over. Like, I put a notch at the top and look through that. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, that's gonna need to get changed, right? Those notches don't matter anymore. And there's a lot of changes. Uh, I mean, so people were asking me about productization right and like what i was i was like i don't know i gotta rethink the whole silhouette now and i and then this other one you know the other one which is it's strange you're right because they did say cylinder uh in this particular section as well but they have silhouettes but then when they were talking about vehicles they had cylinders but they don't have any silhouettes and it's just like okay like for for me personally especially like i have my own 3d printers like i think I'm going to like make myself some models of like the like especially for like big tournaments whatever especially like let's say I'm bringing an ATRT like I might just print off a like base with a big block chunk of plastic on top of it and be like this is my ATR silhouette if it's really important we'll mark it replace it and can you see that um because that isn't that hard to do with if you have your own 3d printer um, and like for yeah. same thing for troopers, like that a TTS cylinder that is so easy to use. Like I'm probably gonna print a few of those off in my bag, and then if it's really whatever, mark the mini, replace it, which isn't exact because anytime you replace something, it moves slightly. But that might have to be the way you do it. Yeah, yeah, and you're gonna get some weird abstractions too. Again, specifically with vehicles, but you know, where an ATSC is standing in front of an archway and it like cannot see a unit through the top of the archway where you would normally look, but like you go down to its ankles and you just shoot through the archway and it's in the open, yep. you know? Yep. Um, or like troops that are right up next to an AA5 can basically shoot from their feet underneath the AA5 to some far target. Um, which I mean, you could be like, okay, they're lying down and shooting prone underneath right. the A five, whatever. That's fine. Um, you you got to use some imagination here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I will say the contradiction. You know, I was kind of joking about the uh, the um, Dubek before, but the problem is there's already a contradiction in what they're saying because they're saying it's a cylinder including the base that's rising up. Uh, and then the notched trooper base silhouette is would not be a, a cylinder that includes the miniatures base and the area above it. Like that, those are two different things because uh, there's a bunch of notched troopers that have s- different base sizes. So this would not work the same. Well, and I think they say that you're supposed to like move it around the base. That the silhouette for the notched base trooper is essentially just a height, and you got to like move it around the base pretending like the base was a cylinder sure uh i know it's that's crazy talk it's weird it ends up in because the silhouette is like roughly as high as an fd cannon yep so a mortar (laughs) or an mk2 now has a silhouette that is like the height of an fd cannon yep 
um, which could be good or bad, depending on how you look at it. Um, I think emplacements get a huge benefit from these cover rules anyway, particularly the loss of the center to center line, because, you know, historically for like single, single model units, if you're on the corner of a building or something, it's, it's very difficult to like get your center behind the line of sight blocker and still be able to shoot, you know, now they just have to have a smidgen of a toe behind it and they get cover. So, well, well, and, and, and not only that, but they also can, they, because of the silhouette rules, they can also just like stick a smidgen of their silhouette out of the corner too. Right. Right. Like, cause that was always the thing is you had to stick basically your center out because you had to shoot from the center. Right. 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 Down wall. Whereas now you can be like, well, I'm going to stick a millimeter of my silhouette out from behind this building. And I'm going to shoot shoot. from, from over here. Right. But this is the, this is the shit that used to piss me off with Kyle. Right. Is that he would just see a corner of my silhouette and I couldn't see him because I was hiding, but he could see like, like yeah. a little fraction of my silhouette. And then he would, well, I can shoot it. I could see it. There's just uh, I, for the record. I love the reciprocal line of sight yes. thing. Yeah. I, I don't I'm, think that that is mutually exclusive with the center line thing, but whatever. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't know. I'm just coming down on you hard. Kyle, yeah. Just I know. Because I feel the, like it tonight. Yeah. The reciprocal is probably good. It's also like, it's not really good or bad. It's a thing. Yeah. It's just going to like, the play will have to be adjusted, right? Um, yep. I think, you- yeah. I think it's straightforward. It's just whether you like it or don't at this point, yeah. right? I think the thing that gets confusing is all the cylinder <laughs> silhouette nonsense outside of trooper units. Like, cause you're just uh, like, yeah. ah, okay, what does that mean? Yeah. I, I also think that cylinder, like for people who play TTS, like even once, and you see those cylinders, they make a lot of intuitive sense once you like yeah. see them visualize. The if someone who's never seen one of those, I could see like trying to imagine what that would look like could be a bit weird. Um, which is another reason I want to just bring like yeah. little models of them, just because it's like even even if it's simple for understand, it's like this. This is what we're shooting at. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I. I, don't... I, I. Actually, I also just thought it'd be super super funny if someone like took all their models and like cast them in like resin clear resin blocks over <laughs> the silhouettes. That would be cool. Yeah, <laughs> that would be really funny. So much effort. But That'd be a be lot so of work. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean. I mean. I don't know. I think. It definitely helps the ATST, this new cylinder yeah. thing, you know, I which agree. is great because it needed it because from an AT, but that's just one unit, right? Like the ATST needed the help because it's like, oh, they're behind cover. Great. There's nothing I can do about this. You know what I mean? And and so I do like that. I just don't, they seem to be taking rules and just <clears throat> applying them across the boards to things similar to what they did with the points. And you're just like, now this is a little bit more nuanced than that. Like there's a lot more going on with each different miniature here. So you can't just say one thing because that's just not how this works. Um, but one, one thing this helps that warms my little soul is that like standby sharing to saber tanks got a whole lot better again. Yep. Because it would it used to be pretty easy to like corner peek like the day like a saber tank couldn't see you and you could see them. Or like you just avoid being seen so you don't check the standby. Whereas now, like that's a dinner plate sized LOS sort of zone <laughs> that's going to be a lot yep. harder to avoid. We we will see if uh, Exemplar 
um, especially <clears throat> given the the pass mechanic. We will see if Exemplar survives the crucible of rules changes. Yeah. Um, if it does, I'm probably going to play Anakin Padme with standby sharing <laughs> with the nine activation pass thing. Um, but yeah, I think just real quick, like winners and losers from the cover stuff. Um, winners is stuff that likes cover because <laughs> there's just going to be more of it and it's going to be much harder to catch units out of cover. So I think this is mostly slightly more pikes uh white save units like pikes um you know imagine a shadow collective list uh and now just imagine that you can't get them out of cover <laughs> most of the time <laughs> um losers i think the biggest loser here probably is besides precision uh sniper strike teams can you explain that to me sniper strike teams I understand striker sniper. I understand sniper strike teams. Explain to me why they're the losers in this exactly. Um, because sniper strike teams get a lot of their value from lining up light cover or no cover shots. Uh, when sniper strike teams are gotcha. constantly shooting into heavy cover, they're act- yeah. they're, they're quite bad, and. Um, they're usually firing from quite a bit of range away, which means in order to line up those uh, light to no cover shots, you had to kind of like thread shots between terrain pieces. Uh, yep. And now the whole like threading shots between terrain pieces is just straight up not going to be a thing anymore. Okay. Um, if you're shooting at something and there's there's terrain pieces that are within like a you know six yep. inch band of where you're shooting, the thing is going to have cover. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Okay, because so, there was a moment with the 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 thing that they changed and went back to was the wound allocation thing, right? And so, like, that's another reason that sniper strike teams kind of get hit by these. But okay, but I thought that that was reversed so that it it didn't do what we thought it did. It it's not as, it's not as bad. Okay, all right, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think the cover changes are a bigger impact on them because they're going to be shooting into heavy cover so much more often than they were yeah. before. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's fair. And that goes for all long range units with low dice pools too, not just sniper strike teams, but I think Aiden will be fine. Cause she's got marksman. Same with Cassian. Um, but normal schlubs that are just slinging two dice and have sharpshooter are going to be sad. Yep. Um, okay. Wound allocation. Let's do it. All right. So uh, we've already kind of talked about this, but you can assign wounds to any model, whether they can be seen or not. And uh, then the actual text that they snippeted for, for us, when a unit suffers wounds from an attack, if the attacker has LOS to only some of the miniatures in the defendant unit. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I promised that we were going to talk about something with the cover. Um. I want to, before I forget about it, let's go back to this real quick. I already forgot about it. Okay. <laughs> so let me read this real quick. Yeah. This is the definition of obscured. If LOS to any part of the defending manager's silhouette is blocked by terrain other than the terrain and base contact with the attacking unit leader, and a part of the silhouette is still visible, the defending manager is obscured. So at least what this text says is that a unit that is completely invisible, in other words, you cannot see any part of its silhouette, <clears throat> yep. is not obscured. 
That's because for many to be obscured, you have to be able to see part of the silhouette. <clears throat> That's literally what this says, Jay. I see your weird look. Um, what? <laughs> if LOS to any part of the defending miniature silhouette is blocked by terrain other than terrain-based contact with the attacking unit leader and a part of the silhouette is still visible, the defending miniature is obscured. No. Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, yeah, so they're right. But no, the I, there, there's 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 some caveats here. Um, the first is that we could simply be missing some other sub bullet where it says that units that you cannot see at all always qualify as obscured. Maybe I don't know. Um, that's entirely possible, and if that's the case, then this essentially works like it currently does, and whatever. It's also possible that this is essentially intentional. Somebody brought up a um kind of like a realism example like suppose you know you've got like a street right and you've got a squad of dudes at the end of that street and like one guy standing in the middle of the street and the other four guys you can't see at all because they're behind a building you shoot the one guy like you're only shooting at the one guy you can't hurt the other four dudes right but you can hurt the one guy and the one guy you're shooting at is in the open yep um oh that's interesting so i could see this being kind of that the problem is if you get to step three determine cover if at least half the miniatures in the defending unit are obscured the defending unit has cover which means that those hidden miniatures at least as this is currently written account in the denominator basically so let me give an example um in the uh dude standing in the street in the open example he gets shot that's no cover because he's in the open and you're not shooting the other four guys Fine, that makes total sense. What if that dude is behind a barricade and the other four guys are completely hidden and you shoot that dude? Based on this, you take the total unit count. You have one unit that's in heavy cover and obscured behind that barricade and you have four models that are not obscured because they're behind. Yep. So you have one out of five models as obscured. That's no cover, right? Even though the one guy you can see is behind a barricade. Um. So for this to work like that, if that's actually their intent, um, then you would have to only include visible models in the like half or more miniatures thing. Um, I don't know. We'll see how this ends up shaking out. Either interpretation, I think, is kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, it, it seems well, like we're missing some rules text here. Yeah, but... and it gets even stranger with wound allocation. Right. Because um, if we use your example, so this will transition us into wound allocation. Yeah, yeah. If we use your example and they shoot that guy out in the open, he doesn't necessarily die. You can right. then assign that wound to one of the guys behind the building and let them die. And right. And he the, just and stays the dude out is there. Still there. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. This, the purpose of this was to uh, get rid of heavy scoping, basically. Yeah. Um, which is good. I think the intent is fine. Yeah. As someone that was personally very good at doing that. Yeah. I um, hated it. I hated it <laughs> so much. I don't I don't mind that this is gone. Yeah. I understand that that's like a negative play experience for people that they can get surprised by. Yep. Um I think that there are going to be so, like a sort of unintended butterfly effect from this. Sure. Uh because scoping was always just kind of 
an extension of how the wound allocation rules work in a way that normally makes sense, which is that you can kill the guys you can see. Um, and that also has gameplay implications too that generally make sense and prevent gamey tactics. Like for example, suppose you have an intercept point near the, the center and there's a line of sight blocker next to it. Um, under the old rules, if you stuck your unit leader out there to score and you hid the other four dudes behind the line of sight blocker out of sight, the first time that unit got shot, the unit leader would die and they would no yeah. longer be a scoring unit, right? Yeah. Um, now, unless we're missing some other rules, when that unit gets shot, you can just pick up a dude behind the building, one yeah. dude, because your your wounds are capped by the number of models you can see, and that unit leader still sits there. Yeah. Um, Where this, this also... gets crazy, someone brought up, like, okay, so if I have a group of eight B1s and I hide seven of them behind that wall and you just shoot into the unit leader, you can only do one wound, so it's going to take you seven attacks to get <laughs> to kill that entire yes. unit and get them right. off the objective. Yeah. So this may be a uh, the devil you know is, is better than the one you don't kind of situation. I think we'll see. Um, I'm a little bit nervous that this is like, you know, the little old lady that swallowed a fly. Like the the fly is is uh, terrain scoping and then she's going to swallow a spider. Yeah. That's some fix for terrain scoping and then they're going to have to swallow a cat or whatever the next thing is. You know, like... Um, I guess that we'll escalated see what... quick. Yeah, spider to cat. Yeah, I don't remember what this. What's after the spider? There's a. There's definitely a cat in there somewhere. I think um, it's like a frog. But, but... okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, it goes all the way up to a horse, and right. then she yeah. dies. Yeah. Um, but oh, <laughs> dark story. Um. Yeah. I. I it's I, a kid's I, book. I get what you're saying, right? And I think. Yeah. I sometimes the best intentions, right? Like they're like, ah, oh, yeah, this sucks for players. Well, let's do it this way. And then you got guys like us who are degenerates going, all right, well, I'll just put seven B ones behind this line of sight blocking and I'll leave my unit leader out there and you'll never get them off that objective. Cool. Yeah. Good, good rule. I like this new rule. Yeah. I, I mean, it can also be like, cause a lot of, one of the things that people are always Especially players, they go like when the sni- like a strike team and a sniper. Well, the sniper get teleports when he gets shot. I guess in the current rules. Right. Well, now you could take like a B one E five S squad and put just the E five S out. Well, everything's gonna get heavy cover. Yep. But uh, this thing is just very impossible to remove because now again it takes eight shots to remove it. Right. Um, and, Might get you know, heavy cover. We don't. We don't know. Yeah. We, yeah. yeah. We don't know exactly how that's gonna work. I feel like there has to be rules text missing too, because right now in the current rules, you you can shoot without your unit leader seeing technically. Um, yeah. If you did that, as these are worded with the thing <laughs> that we just talked about, yeah. where minis that are not visible don't contribute to cover, you could basically just like proactively hide your unit leader behind cover and then your target automatically gets no cover. <laughs> yep. So yeah, we're, we're if that's I'd intentional like... and not just like a typo, then there has to be some other thing that we're not seeing about, yeah. you know, unit leaders. But, um, but let, let's say you have, like, hypothetically, you have to, your unit leader has to be able to see. Well, then you put your unit leader in E5S out, and now it takes four shots still to kill them. Right. Like the same sort of, sort of, okay, so sniper strike teams are no longer able to, like, chuck their sniper rifle behind the corner, but every other unit in the game can. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, this starts to, 
because you know like um i was thinking about this more as uh your analogy that really hurts snipers as well so like if we're using that one guy out and the other guys behind the building analogy the way we run snipers right now and the way you would still kind of run them with the wound yeah well the way the wounds are handed out is you would keep one behind line of sight but if he's not eligible generally your snipers are out in the open yep you know and so you're saying that there's no cover and then you have to because now low profile means nothing and yeah and because the guy sticking out is the unit leader you have to kill the guy that's hidden first right and the next time that unit gets shot they're out there right so well but they were out but that's the question too right if there's no clarification we could say they were potentially out there too already because the if the guy behind the building doesn't qualify for the cover because he's not obscured or visible, you know, it, it, there's too many questions around that. Yeah, it starts getting weird. Right, because now you got no cover for a sniper who has low profile who thrives on cover. So it's like, uh, what? So it's yeah. actually better for me to just have my snipers out behind heavy cover than, you know, it's yeah. Weird. And the, there's one more way that's that this is weird, and that's uh, it talks about the total wound threshold, not the actual remaining wounds of units. So if you get like a multi-wound unit like Wookiees, you know, suppose you have two Wookiee models that are visible, but one of them has two wounds on them. That's that's four wounds that you can see, right? But since it's wound threshold, that's six wounds worth of wound threshold. So that could be a situation in theory where you could like overkill. You know, you kill the two models that you can see and then also do two more wounds to mm. models that you can't see because, just because of how this is worded. Um, you know, that's that has impact too with things like speeder bikes and other, you know, multi-model units where you have multiple wounds. Um, I I would have personally, like if, if their intent was to just be like, we don't like heavy scoping, which I think is, I think that's noble. I know yep. that that's not a popular yep. thing. Um, just make it so that when a unit takes a recover action, you can swap out a regular dude for a defeated heavy model. You know, like, sure, you probably still want to try and avoid your heavies getting scoped, but if it happens, like, the next time that unit goes, just put the heavy back in the unit. Yeah. Or or you could even literally just say, when you remove models, you can, like, replace, like, you can, like, switch them for each other as you kill them. I think that's... The, 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 I, pro- I, I the problem with that is you're essentially turning every unit into a sniper strike team with the character removal because you, you I, could peek yeah. your heavy and then he teleports to safety <laughs> when when you I, get shot. Yeah, I, I like your uh, your recover option better. Right, but like, because then that costs then... that costs you an action to get your heavy yeah. back. So it it removes the uh, it removes the incentive to do it on purpose, basically. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Yeah, I, th- I think that would have much more narrowly addressed the heavy scoping problem specifically without creating potentially other issues, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, again, without context of the rest of the rules, if they've changed other things or reworded stuff, we just don't know. Yep. Yep, 100%. And it could, I mean, it could be something of over-engineering it, you know, and trying to, like, outsmart a, a situation that could have had a simple explanation you know right as as an engineering student we have whole classes dedicated to that <laughs> yeah yeah like a like a rube, rube goldberg machine basically for rules fix yeah yep. yeah yeah we'll see we uh 
there was a slide that I showed in like first year design class, which is like this company was trying to do this fix of the assembly line and the en an engineer come up with like this like $2 million solution. And then the uh, technician came in with a piece of duct tape and like covered <laughs> it and went fixed. <laughs> so often Occam's razor is uh, a useful tool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I <laughs> TLDR for me. Uh, I love the past thing. Never thought I'd say that. Um, I hate that my line laser. Okay, the line laser, real quick. No. You, <laughs> Go ahead. You're just doing it differently because now you just do edge to edge. Yeah. Um, whatever. I missed the center to center. Uh, and then I think that this wound scoping fix might end up just you know solving one problem and creating two more um we'll see yeah i'll just use my line laser to shine into uh, other people's eyes <laughs> for legal reasons there you go <laughs> i'm still gonna bring mine oh it's, it's like a it's like a comfort you know so it's, it's kind of like a kind of like a stuffed animal that a kid sleeps with you know i'm gonna bring my line laser and just put it in my pocket so that it's there that I can just feel I literally it. Literally never had one. Never wanted one. Never even cared. Well, that's too bad. Evan and I always played on a much more relaxed version of Legion, you know? <laughs> Which is fine. Going. Like you yeah. can the nice thing about the center to center is you can scale it to your experience, Jay. Yep. If you want to use that precision, you can. If you don't, you don't have to. Well, now we don't still don't have to. It's all good. Yeah, but now I can't use the precision. Yeah. It's, it's really <laughs> All right. You guys got any final thoughts? Uh, it's, I think, 70 30 positive. I think 70% of the stuff we saw was positive. 30% uh, is questionable. I don't want to say negative yet because we don't have the full picture, but questionable. You know, I but 70% great points. I think most of the points changes outside the generic stuff was great. I think, uh, you know, uh, the, the cover and line of sight, I think a good chunk of it was fine. And, uh, you know, the, uh, what was the other thing? Passing. <laughs> Passing. I think that was great. Like I have yeah. no, no real fault for that. So I, yeah, 70, 30. I'm slightly grumpy because uh, I went from being fairly sure what I was going to bring to LVO to now I'm back to like five options. <laughs> right. And you're not really going to be able to make that decision until the 16th. I think that's the thing that really bothers me. It's not so much the time because like, we'll get the rules. Like we're all, I think everybody who plays this game is relatively intelligent. So like, you know, everybody will pick up the rules and <laughs> we'll muddle through them at LVO and figure it out. But like, it's the fact of what Tim just said, where it's like, well, I don't know what list to play because I don't know what the rules are. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, and you got 10 days to work it out, really well, like five yeah. because of flying and everything yeah. else. Like, uh, come on. The the thing I'm maybe especially grumpy over, that might be the right, right word, is like, this is specifically me going to LVO, which there's only 150 people playing. So this isn't a universal by any means, but like, my painting time was going to be over Christmas. Yep. And 
now I think I'm going to end up having to paint, like, instead of painting the list I'm going to play, I'm going to paint, like, double the models and give myself options. <laughs> Which, hooray, it'll force me to actually paint some of the yeah. stuff. But it does mean that instead of having, like, two or three days of painting to do, I'm going to have, like, I'm probably going to spend a week. Yeah. Of, like, like five hours a day which oh what was me but <laughs> yeah. i i wish the rules were coming january 1st um i wish it was like new year new rules boom or like now or now or now but yeah <laughs> or now yeah um the the slow drip of information i generally don't like it but the like one topic per day <laughs> has actually been kind of nice <laughs> <laughs> where there's been a small explosion of legion news every day and then the legion community sets its hair on fire but it's over one thing instead yeah. of like everything uh, at once yeah yeah <laughs> yeah well, we I, I get that it's just for me i'm just like well but now we're like like yeah sure we get the articles we get a podcast blah 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 blah, blah. but like <laughs> my thing is uh you know thing that i the problem that i have is like well you're asking me to i gotta talk about stuff i have no context for so i'm just talking out my butt and then what's going to happen is whatever we say wrong in these or if we change our mind once we get the full context people talk bad about this and now you said something different like yeah because we didn't have all the facts (laughs) like we're we're just i don't know you guys were so wrong it's like yeah Yeah. we didn't (laughs) Yeah, I didn't have any of the facts. Obviously. <laughs> I literally had three paragraphs. So that's yeah. what we made our decision on. But it's something to talk about. So positive. Like I said, 70% positive, 30%, not even negative, just questionable because I don't know the context. But yeah, overall, good. I think they're uh, doing okay so far. I mean, even more than that, I think like probably like 50% of the things that we've seen so far are like, there are things that are happening that are like neither good nor bad. They're just, they're happening. Yeah. Right, like they're they're changing the rules in like very sort of neutral ways, and that like it worked th- this way before, and it's gonna work this way now. Um, and it's like not really good or bad, at least in my opinion. It's just sort of like, yeah, it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Where are you at? What's your percentage, Kyle? So, so Tim's at <laughs> a fifty percent ambivalent. Where? <laughs> well... <laughs> it's hard to put a percentage on it because. Oh, Mr. Numbers not wanting to put numbers to things. Well, now. the I hate to like 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 belay this, but the whole like the center to center thing is something that I really enjoyed about Legion coming from other miniatures games. Because it meant that your angles were important, the specific position of your units was important, flanking was important, um movement and setting up moves for shots was really important. Uh I personally like I I think this is going to be more boring from like a, you know, you're going to move up, you're going to roll dice, stuff's going to be in cover. You know, distance uh, has always mattered and that will still matter, but that's going to be like the primary thing that matters now instead of angles. Yeah. Um, and I, I really, I really enjoyed about Legion that angles mattered coming from 40K where it's essentially irrelevant. Um, and now they're going to matter a little bit, but it's like you're going to have to like completely flank something to get it out of cover, um, which is going to be speeder bikes, basically. You know, you're never going to be able to do that with a trooper unit. Uh, not that I don't want to say never, but it's going to be a lot harder. Um, 
and I just I don't think that's very interesting. And I, I don't really think I don't I don't think you're actually gaining time by cutting that requirement. So I, I am I am sad about that. Uh, I am surprised that I'm not sad about the past thing, uh, which I think is great. I think that's a great mechanic. Um, and I think I'm neutral. I'm in a wait and see approach on the scoping thing because I, I feel like that could end up, you know, being worse, um, based on how they fully implement this solution to it. But I think it's hard to know without seeing like more actual rules text. So I, I guess that means I'm like 50, 50. Cause that's like one thing that I really don't like one thing that I like and one thing that I don't have enough information on 50, 50. There you go. Uh, true mathematicians, 50, yep. 50 for both of you. <laughs> and it took you forever to explain it to me. So this is just like math class. I, yep. I, I was also <laughs> going to say you saying 50% ambivalent sounds very funny to me. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm on the fence about being on the fence. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, Everybody, Jay Schlansky here, 70% positive. So there you go. All good. 60% of the time it works every time. Listen, I get <laughs> I get where you guys are coming from. I and and I think we've known this for a long time, but I play the game very differently than you guys. So this kind of, you know, a lot of these changes just factor into the way I liked playing the game anyway. So it, you know, I'm it's a positive for me. Because because I we we just liked different things. That's the great thing about this game, right? Is we all like different things about it, and so, yeah. and I understand, Kyle, that some of the things you really enjoyed about Legion may no longer be part of Legion. So that's I can understand that being upsetting. So I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not sure if upsetting is the right word. I'm I'm sad. I will I'm, I will still play Legion. I will still enjoy it. I'm being empathetic. Just let me be okay. empathetic. <laughs> right. not, I don't do this very often. Let me just have this. All right. Okay. I'm thank you, thank you, Jay. Sorry. Yeah, thank you. I go. thank you. <laughs> um, well, still, we'll I'm see st- though. You know, yeah. we'll keep going. Yep. Who knows? Yeah, we've got two more articles to go. So, but didn't they say this doesn't mean anything? But I thought they they said on this article today that this was their biggest change. So they said, yeah, I th- I actually think that's. They hedged it a little bit. Let's see. Uh, they said this could our be solution a- is perhaps the yeah. biggest change of all in the core rulebook. Ah. Um, oh, yeah. That's <laughs> that's not worded the way I read it. No. <laughs> so and and personally, I think the cover thing is a bigger change than a past mechanic. Yeah, um, I would agree. So. So they, but I, th- I think they just all... meant addition. This is the biggest yeah. addition that we'll have, right. which is yeah, a new, completely new rule. <laughs> in, yeah. in in their opinion, right? right. Like, yeah. for for different people, different changes are yeah worth different amounts. I yeah, I listen. I'm not opposed. I I understand, Kyle. I get where you're coming from. I'm just not opposed to making this more accessible of a game so more people play it. Yeah, I'm just not convinced that it actually does that. Yeah, that's fair. We'll see, right? Because there's, I, I think, I think you're just, especially with the whole like looking from any part of the silhouette thing. Yeah. Um, I think it's possible you're essentially just like shifting where you spend your time. Because because it is more of an abstraction. Okay. Uh, yeah. That, I don't you, know. Listen, I, 
there's some things that we talk about on here that because we're really just doing this all i mean i literally am like a few hours off of vacation and so like you know some of this stuff i know like it could maybe in a couple months i come back and be like yeah you guys were right this is this is crazy you know but in my head right now theory crafting i'm like oh this sounds great but you know just just leave you with a visual (laughs) um heavy heavy cover yeah heavy cover in the in the past silhouettes came out very rarely in games right yeah i think especially in competitive play like maybe not most shots would require silhouettes but like like there would get like i was playing competitive games where i never got the silhouettes out once yeah where i think every competitive game i play now will require silhouettes yeah um maybe you just have to have more imagination (laughs) well i i i feel like i mean i usually like i feel like i'm fairly able to see where that silhouette is yeah but if i go if i just stick my guy a millimeter out with the silhouette i think i want even for my own edification i want to measure it because that would seem cheesy to be like yep i yeah he's just right like i i feel like i'm gonna be getting my silhouette out a lot more just for myself yeah and you could get those silhouettes at the fifth trooper.com uh well yeah we'll be just for everybody because you guys have been asking well of course i'll come up with something um with the way the things are now they can't be the same as they are now i'm gonna have to make some changes so i just got to think about that and for the notch troopers how i'm gonna do that so i'll come up with something i'll have them by the time the rules are out i mean the other thing is too i don't really um know their sizes because i don't know if those templates are accurate yeah it's weird that they didn't provide a scale on those yeah yeah um (laughs) there's no sizes you know i I think i think you could say that the small base trooper silhouette is supposed to be the same size as it is currently yeah i would guess Um, but you don't and then you could potentially sort of extrapolate the notched one because there are squares on here there's just no scale um, yeah Gotta i don't know it. yeah <laughs> i think i think for the purposes of like lvo uh <clears throat> the notched the small base trooper silhouette I, I think whatever silhouette you currently have for your small base troopers is going to be like sufficient for that purpose yeah yep. um, i have no idea how tall the notched base trooper silhouette is supposed to be <laughs> nope yep. so perfect yeah <laughs> all right yeah ready to wrap it up i guess yeah that was a journey yeah <laughs> that was a lot i feel like the points changes were like the least consequential thing we talked about today when we started i was like oh yeah points i should pull those up because yeah. a lot of stuff had happened <laughs> yeah there, yeah yeah lots happened a lot more to happen before uh, Christmas. So I, I will say, while you guys were talking, I built a 501st list that for the first time ever, I went, I might play that. Yep. I think that's positive. Net positive. There you go. Clones got some deductions. So. Yeah. It'd be nice if they fixed their command cards in addition to cutting their points. But <laughs> yes. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I know beggars oh, can't be choosers. Although, I mean, we're dragging this on, but the like extra one pip in the 501st is a lot more appealing with the pass mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. Because now going first to the nine act list doesn't like, right. You like do your big burst at the beginning, 
maybe pass once in the middle and then like try to, to go again <clears> near the end. Whereas before going first with fiber first option was like, ugh, because now I'm yeah. Yeah. I just I wish it wasn't a two pip slot. And I wish I, it said yep, at it, at instead of within. Yep. Yep. It's like, oh, add add in a ambush. I'd rather wish this one pip were just a one pip. Yep. <laughs> um, all right. Well, before we get on any further rabbit trails, uh, how about we close this out? Because we're I assume we're gonna have a lot to talk about next week too. So yep. um we are the notorious scoundrels, I'm Kyle. I'm Jay. I'm Timbo. Stay fresh, cheese bags. <laughs>